Hey everybody, Brian here. I just want to come out with a really quick intro to let you know, um, one, sorry this episode's so late. My schedule kind of went crazy, and I wasn't able to get it out to you on time. Uh, but to be honest, I wasn't able to get it out to you at all because Mr. Brock Holiday was so kind as to edit this episode for us. Uh, it's the only reason you get the episode at all, so thanks, Brock. Uh, one other thing to note is about a little ways into the episode, 10-15 minutes or so, my audio is going to kind of shit the bed a little bit. Uh, we had to change locations mid-recording due to connection problems. We did our best to make that as smooth a transition for you as possible, but uh, it's going to be kind of noticeable. I apologize for that, but even with that, it's a great episode, and I really, really had a blast talking Fast 9 with everybody. And I'm very excited to talk Fast X with you all next week. Uh, yeah, that's it. Enjoy the show! Stuff that we did then as well. I don't think we could go back and read. It's not I, like Spanakopita where you know we. Why did you just say that? I just had an internet problem. Why would I, you I, say that word after I just had an internet problem? What the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> I've devoted enough time in my life to Hobbs and Shaw without spending another hour on it. Yeah, That's all. exactly. That's what you think. <laughs> oh wow! I took like no notes for Fast Nine. If anybody ends up finding a way to have Hobbs and Shaw on the Sydney I quit. I did. That well, is, I mean, Shaw was for a hot minute. I I will say this: it is nice to know what my last place is in the ranking. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> I'm shocked to be honest. Yes. That my 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 last place has number been four. Changed. Yes, number four. How there's a movie, and I like four. How there's a movie worse than four in this whole thing is beyond me. Like how. I it's, mean, my it's, my it's last place thing. was the I, first one. So <laughs> my my last place. I mean, yeah. After the rewatch, there's some contention. That's all I'm gonna say. All so basically, if Hobbs and Shaw is not sucked, yeah. If Hobbs and Shaw is not last for all of us, whoever it's not last for is off the podcast. <laughs> I guess mine's last now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I, I have a good reasoning why it's the last. It's gonna be the last one on mine. As long as you've got a good reasoning and it's just not that four is you're going to be the last one. I'll even take a tie with four. Like, I just can't decide between these two shitty movies. Even that would be more okay for me. If if Hobbs and Shaw does take last place, it's because of the fact that it's not a true Fast and Furious film. You know, whatever gets you there. <laughs> <laughs> just as long as it's last. Otherwise, it's care. tied, damn it. Yeah, I'll take tied. As long as it's not... Four is not a worse movie than that. Four is not a good movie, but it is definitely not worse than that. God damn, just the dick talk alone just brings it below four. Like, there's just the Samoan last half. Yeah. Uh, that, that... <laughs> yeah. You mean the Rock's Vanity Project? And that's yeah. even with like the. That's the whole film. Awful, like, the tunnel chase in the end of four is so bad. Yeah, yeah but at just... least it's not yeah. a vanity project. Like, and then you get the one liner at the end of it, and you hit your head pretty hard. Like, yeah. so, like, it even saves it. Yeah, that's true. It does. That is a redemption. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least we enjoyed talking about favorite moments and quotes in that film. That's true. <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw, we had to struggle. We all named the same fucking thing. All right. <laughs> we're still recording how much we hate Hobbs and Shaw. It's really going to bleed into this week. I can feel it. Um, all right. You guys ready? Mm-hmm. All right. So, hi. Welcome to Binge Buddies. I don't even think I said the title last week. Toretto's Shitty Tuna Sandwich. Me, your host, is always Brian Dressel. With me as all. Always, there's the full word, is Matt Zombie Dog. Volvo P1800 Dykes. I realize P1... it should probably be 1800, but it's more fun to say 1800. It's Volvo, though. It probably is the 1800. They're kind of weird like that. That's true. <laughs> um, we're no longer going for the tops. We're now mid-list on the, the best cars ever made. And I should, and I, I just wanted to point out as well. Last last week, if we didn't say Toretto's shitty tuna sandwich, well, it's all right. That film wasn't a Fast and Furious film anyway. That's so. true. Yeah, if I totally just missed it and only said binge buddies, that's it works. Well, it's not a real a Fast and Furious. Yeah, it's not real. It's not a real film. We also have Joel Alpha Romeo Spider Dewitt. Yeah, last week didn't happen. It was all in your head. It was all a dream. <laughs> we're all just still shitty on that fucking movie. <laughs> But I'll give Ryan a really cool name this week, even though he picked a shitty movie for last week. We are Ryan <laughs> Hudson Horton. 
Lutons. You know, even though you said like if I make and have not Hobbs and Shaw be my last film, like I feel like like I I may never come back after making you watch that piece of shit. <laughs> no, it just means that I have to buy some like Hobbs and Shaw like merch and send it to your house now, like just to make yeah. sure everyone knows that you're the Hobbs and Shaw guy. <laughs> it's just a giant picture of I the will, rock's face. I will I will have the poster up and then just a giant X over the rock. Yeah, <laughs> we're just we're just find another picture of Jason Statham, cut out the head and put it on the. Rock. There you go, just more Jason Statham, or just Shaw make it Cliff Curtis. Shaw. I like Cliff Curtis. There you go. That's still technically Hobbs in a way, so just yeah. make it Cliff Curtis. Oh, uh, what you should do is uh, put Vin Diesel's face over the rock. <laughs> there you go. Talk uh, about irony. <laughs> oh, he wouldn't let. And then cross out the Hobbs and write Toretto in like. <laughs> Um, but this week we're not talking Hobbs and Shaw as much as it might Thank still kind of creep, creep into our conversation because you know as, uh, we've let people know in the past we record these back to back so this was our recording session with Hobbs and Shaw so we I apologize for how much it creeps into this week we're going to do our best to keep it out of there because I actually really like Fast 9 uh, Fast 9 is a movie that came out uh, in the middle uh, not middle near the tail end of the lockdown pandemic most people were back to work but not everybody it came out in 2021 so it was still kind of like that am I going back to a theater or am I not Time frame, Like people took risks for this one more so than they did other ones. Uh, I was in that list. This is one of those few ones that I made sure to go see in theaters, had to wear a mask the whole time. I didn't like it. Um, but I did like the movie and I remember enjoying the movie and feeling like I had another Fast and Furious movie, which I didn't think I was going to get after, uh, after I saw eight. I'm like, well, that's the end of that franchise. And then I skipped Hobbs and Shaw. Um, and this one feels like another Fast and Furious movie. And that's great. But uh, on this rewatch, because this is only my second time seeing it, and uh, I got to say, as much as I still feel that same way of this is another Fast and Furious movie, and that's great, I do also have that lingering, it's a little too little too late. Like, the the damage has been done, the fatigue is set in, and no matter how good this one is, it's still not giving me those... uh, those warm fuzzies I got when watching like the tank in six or a bank vault in five or any of the insanity in seven, like it's just not clicking like it used to. And I'm not sure what the problem is. Cause I don't think it's a bad movie, but they jumped the sub. I think is what the, yeah. <laughs> that, really... Fast and furious term it should be. <laughs> and this movie is actually really good about being very aware of that and making light of it in kind of fun ways, but it also doesn't change the fact that we're still where we are. Um, so that's kind of my hot take on my first viewing and second viewing. Uh, Ryan, this is, you're the only person in the show who's now seen this more than once. Where are you at? Um, first time I watched it, I was like, okay, it's another Fast and Furious movie. Okay, it seems to be okay. We've got some action. We're relying heavily on more CGI. Okay, we've got some cool things, some more outlandish things. Space and magnets. Okay. Yeah. Second viewing, I'm like, Chris Morgan is not here. I feel this now and they are definitely starting to, this is that moment in the football game where the person running with the ball is starting to bobble it. Yeah. It's happening. Yeah. All right. Now for first time viewers, what do you guys think? Go ahead. Matt. Go first, Joe. Go ahead. <laughs> you guys are Not so polite. Start. Not a great uh, start. Where's our fire people from last week? Yeah. I, I, I didn't mind it. It was okay. Like Peacemaker was good ish in this. Um yeah, I don't I, I don't know. Peacemaker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Peacemaker. Um I didn't like I didn't have an issue with the space stuff. Like, you know, I kind of like, you know, they, they set that up quite well and you know, it seemed like, you know, they earned that that sort of ending. Um what I did have a problem with was them using that rickety, the 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 rope from that rickety bridge, and like that somehow managed to hold the weight of a car and all. And I don't know. It was it was enjoyable. I enjoyed it a lot more than Hobbs and Shaw, but that's that's like saying you know I, I much prefer getting kicked in the shin as to being shot in the face. I, yeah, I it it was it it was an okay movie. You know that there aren't really any deep lows for me in this. Good moments, but it it never elevates beyond that. And I I think it goes back to the problem of I didn't quite have as much fun 
watching this movie. There's a lot more fun in the older movies. I understand that they do sort of hopping different subgenres of action here, and they do it again in this one, and it works okay. Um, I think part of the problem is that they they break up um, Tej and Roman from the rest of the group too long with that space stuff. And I think it's one of the issues where it's like, this is an ensemble cast. They should be more often than not together in some sense, or they should be brief interstitials. And in this one, it felt like a lot of the movie had them separated from each other. And that that's actually a problem that's it started, I think, when they got rid of when they got rid of when Paul Walker passed away. Like when he passed away, like the whole the group dynamic never really worked the same way in any of the later movies. So that's eight, nine, and ten. They kind of had that same issue. We'll we'll realize ten when we get to next week. But that whole like split up the group, put Roman and Tej with different people, like that continues next week as well. And it, it it's a problem here, it's a problem there. Um, because it it basically turns these movies that used to be these really fun ensemble, crazy action films into there's a Vin Diesel movie and then the crazy Fast and Furious movie that we used to have. But having them as one thing is what made them good. And mm-hmm. box office and criticals and everything have shown us time and time again, most people don't like Vin Diesel movies. Like they, they don't do that well. No one really shows up to the Vin Diesel movie, but they show up to Fast and Furious because Fast and Furious was this party where everyone was invited, whether or not you liked cars or not, or crazy action films or not. There was something for everyone in these movies. And then after we lost Paul Walker and it turned into a Vin Diesel movie and then the ensemble movie on the side is the B story. It never really clicked again for me because we had that with last week with eight a lot. And now moving forward, I don't know. So I think the part of the the major issue with this movie uh, or just kind of these movies in general has been they, they just have not figured out what to do without Paul Walker. Like not having Paul Walker on these things like it's just it gets frustrating to a point because we lose that family aspect. And once we lost that family aspect, you kind of get this weird Vin Diesel movie. And then you get a weird Tej and company or Roman and company more so movie. And it's like not having them as one movie really kind of detracts from the overall experience. And it's kind of frustrating. Uh, Cause like, I really enjoy them as a family. And then I don't know about you guys. I don't go to Vin Diesel movies. Like that's not something that I'm like excited to go see. So knowing that this is half Vin Diesel movie, half Fast and Furious movie kind of just takes it down a peg accidentally. Like it's just like the, there's a very forced error. I think, sorry, the prob- forced error. I think the problem with like, you know, when we lost Paul Walker, um, like you, you lose, like you said, the family element, but also there's, you've got that character is still alive in the universe, but, you know, like you have when they bring Mia back in in this mm-hmm. one, it's it's very much like, well, I'm sorry, Brian. We as the character we know of as Brian, if he's still alive, he isn't babysitting. He is coming and helping. He's not just been like, yeah, no, I'm gonna look after the kids. He would not. He would not sit back and let that happen. And yeah, no I way. think it, yeah. it just. It's I, I think like honestly the, the series probably should have stopped at seven and it, it kind of they're slowly with each additional one they're slowly ruining the character Brian like by proxy by just giving like not having him around. I'm not saying they should recast or anything like that, but like not having him around it it it's so like you 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 start to question what you knew about the character. You, you sort of have an unenviable task of having to skirt around Brian as a character and, and then come up with reasons for him not attending. And to your point, it doesn't make it natural. I know they weren't going to do it, but in some ways it probably would have made more sense if they would have killed off the character just because yeah. then then they yeah. wouldn't have to keep on making excuses not to show up. But even, even at the end with the barbecue and Dom says something like, wait, there's a, there's a chair still empty. And then they show... Skyline's car, yeah, a <laughs> skyline coming in, zo- zooming like... up, and it's like, well, you know, th- this feels, this doesn't feel natural, yeah, and I, I don't know how you fix that. I mean, you either recast or you don't. Like that's kind of where it's at, yeah. and like that's where I think kind of what Matt was saying. Where they should have ended at seven, because like I can, we can, we'll continue this episode, and I still do enjoy this movie, but I enjoy this movie in spite of all that. But like, 
it doesn't change the fact that those are all still very big problems in this movie. Like the the Brian Hole is is a big one. It's you know, and I feel too like I, I mentioned this on the chat too. Like when you when I'm watching the movie, you know, they're definitely trying to go for over the top. So they're definitely doing their best to make up for the fact that he's not there. They even have a character named Little Brian, but it, <laughs> yeah, it's, Little B. Go ahead. Oh, it said Little B. Oh yeah, a little bit. So, but like to me, you know, I I look at the time that we're in, and this is uh, pandemic time. So people just want to sit down and relax. And like I even made the comment, like to me, there's more brutality in this film. There's more personalized death, where like you see the individual being murdered, as opposed to the other movie where it's like a pull away shot or it's just implied. You know, like even Hobbs and Shaw. Sorry, I'm bringing it back, but like. Brixton, he just kind of falls backwards into the waves. You know, it's, you know, I, you know, from the guy getting his back broken to guy getting blown up, I just feel like this movie is just way more violent or violent towards an individual. I, I don't know. It, I, I feel like they're making up for it. Like we see Vin Diesel personally murder more people in this movie yes. than he has the entire franchise. Yes. Like that, that fight sequence in the silo, which is very dumb it just feels like he wanted to be bane for some reason um, <laughs> yeah i don't like he is just slowly but surely well not slowly it's kind of quickly becoming a superhero in these films like yeah. he now has like enough strength to pull a silo apart and survive it collapsing on top of him and all that stuff as well and it's just a bit like I, I get the idea of like, you know, oh, we, we have to keep going bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's a bit like there's going to be a certain point where it's like you've gone too big to possibly go any bigger, but you're still trying. And then, it, it you know, it, it's it's sort of the diminishing returns thing. Yeah, like you, you can only see it so many times before you start being able to pick apart at the seams and see what they're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why Seven would have been the perfect sort of send-off for that, because it does kind of feel like a final film as well. Like, oh, you know, yeah. even, even the ending, it kind of feels like, oh, it's this is it, this is the end. And I think, like, they probably should have stopped at Seven, to be honest. Like, I'm not saying that I didn't enjoy Nine. Um, the, it does have some moments in it. It does have some really good moments. And I, you know, as stupid as it is, the like, you know, oh, I have another, I have a brother I've not mentioned in the previous eight films. They kind of explained it quite well, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, I, I didn't mind that so much. It's, you know, it is the Star Trek Five thing. Like, I have a half brother, um, <laughs> but you know, he's not actually half brother. It's a Spock line. I won't even say go watch Star Trek Five because fuck me. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> you know we're joke. not watching it. I mean, that's a joke. That's the, the Venn diagram of people that have to be involved to to in, interested in certain things to get that joke. You know, I'm, I'm happy with it. Um, <laughs> but it I, is it's 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 that sort of thing of like, you know, they they're doing it not so bad. But I think the the problem is they're still trying to do these films as you know the family kind of thing. But you have this character who is still alive in this like in the thing who will never return to the films because he like the actor is unfortunately passed away so the whole idea of, like keeping the family element of it and keeping them around it's like you're always going into this when they start mentioning the character as well you're like well why isn't he here like you you know like it, don't mention the character because it's it's basically it's I, I don't know, maybe maybe Vin Diesel just needs some therapy and he's not he's not got over <laughs> the death of Paul Walker and this is his weird way of getting therapy for that. But you know, it's like pointing out all the times, oh, where's Brian? Oh, what's he going? That he would be Are... there. Like we know the character, he would be there. But like I as much as I agree with you, because I don't think you're wrong, and like every everyone knows you're not wrong. Like that's kind of the problem is that everyone who watches these movies goes, "This doesn't work." But I do think they did a good job bringing Mia back. Like the way they brought her back by making it be like their long lost brother who'd been like ostracized from the family. I, I do think that works. 
I think Mia is as useless to these movies as she's always been, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, hey. the way they got her back in the family, I think, works. She makes a mean tuna fish sandwich, man. As the name of this show dictates, no, she does not. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, she makes I had to bring a shitty. Um, no, I, 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 here's what I'm. This is this is my overall thought. The, when I made the analogy of someone bobbling the ball, they're really scraping the bottom of the barrel. They really are. Okay, how can we make this relevant with family? All right, let's say uh, Dom and Mia have a long lost brother. Um, okay, so. We have, which, you know, if Dom is the older brother, he takes great confidence in the younger brother, you know, especially in a pit crew. You've got the younger brother working on the vehicle. Either way, you've, and then you've also got, all right, we have a void with Paul Walker. Let's bring back Han. Okay. And let's still be relevant and have uh, gratuitous celebrity rapper cameos. Hello, Cardi B, in a terrible fucking role. I digress. I have a note. Sorry, I have a note. I need it since you brought it up. I have to bring it up. Okay. Out of, I'm going to read my note. Let, let me just read it because I think that's that's probably the best way to you experience know this is gonna be my. Good. <laughs> um, no, it's a really short one. It's not that bad. In all nine movies, this random Cardi B drop in is the most unbelievable thing to happen. <laughs> <laughs> We've had so many music industry cameos. This is the scraping of the bottom of the barrel. And when she's having the conversation in the back of the SWAT van or whatever the hell, it, that's just when my brain started to go, okay, this is starting to get ridiculous. I'm, uh, I don't even have a problem that it's Cardi B. I have no problem with Cardi B being, I have no problem with that. Who cares if she can't act? There's tons of people in these movies who can't act. That doesn't bother Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she, she can't act to a whole new level. It's like, no, nope, like, still fine she, with that. No, but she makes Ronda Rousey look like Meryl Streep. <laughs> <laughs> You're not even wrong. I don't even I'm disagree done. with you. <laughs> what I'm saying is that the problem I have with this is that it's the biggest stretch to just force her into the movie. Like, they just give her, like, this, like, good to see you, Dom. Who the fuck are you? Like, mm-hmm. why are you even yeah. here? Like, what is she even to this movie? She never comes back. They never talk about how they knew her. She's the most randomly shoved-in cameo they have Much, in this franchise. But who Much is like she? The lady, we just saw her Much like the lady in Moscow in the last movie. Don't explain who she is, just that she's an asset. Yeah, but yeah, like, it doesn't make any sense. Cardi B even... being in this makes zero sense. Okay, is I, Cardi I have... B playing Cardi B? I have to. I think I so. Say something. I have to say. Well, something that's even that. that's even worse. Like <laughs> she's even worse than an actor. She's playing herself, and she can't even do a good. Oh, job. I'm joking. I actually don't think she's playing Cardi B. <laughs> okay, I don't but... have a, like. We don't know what her name is. Like literally, like she just she's just like, hey, good to see you, Dom. Like, there's no name recognition of anything like you know you could have thrown any name in there that was like a throwaway line in like a previous film of like you know just any woman's name and just have her be that character i just have her be the devon a different character from uh too fast too furious yes sure (laughs) why not look different now (laughs) (laughs) i don't and this is where i've kind of landed on this after watching this this movie doesn't have a plot they, this movie has a, or it, it has an idea and it has an idea and it's a very yeah. weak idea. Here's this this device, this it, project Ares, and go. Yeah, and this is, the pro- this is the problem. What I was saying, like uh, I can't remember if it was this week or last week, um, but it, it, this is this is the problem with the like when you're going bigger and bigger and bigger. What else is getting bigger? The the stunts and the set pieces they're getting bigger and bigger and bigger, but also these MacGuffin devices, what they can do is getting bigger and bigger. Like you start off with God's Eye, which can basically track you can anybody, any camera in the world to track anyone down. That's already a really powerful thing. So where do you uh, go from that? Oh, well, then you get this other device which can control nukes and shit like that. And it's like, okay, so where do you go from that? Oh, well, you've got this device here that anything that has a microchip in it, it can weaponize. It's like, well, Fucking hell, what are they going to go with next? This this device here can fly the planet. Like, literally, it's like this steering wheel you plug in and you can drive the planet around. I mean, well, if it makes you feel any better, films... 10, there's no MacGuffin. 10 is just Dom bad. I'm going to kill Dom. Like, that's that's 10. Yeah. That's the whole plot to 10. I'm that sorry, I just like, read the whole movie to you. That sounds like Jason Momoa. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> Good impersonation. <laughs> I didn't oh, scream any oh. Um, 
And, and but like, no, I don't think he's Dom, like, is, is, um, oh God, it's Dom, Vin Diesel, thank you. Has Vin Diesel had like um, some sort of stroke or something? Because I can't understand anything he's saying in this film. He's just mumbling the whole way through. He's just like... Oh. He does shout a line or two. Those are you can understand, but it's just those like one or two lines. But yeah, no, otherwise we, we've reached peak mumble dom. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, they used to have that <laughs> yeah. that reality TV show and everything. Was just was a, and then Sharon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sharon. It's gonna be important to yell for Sharon. <laughs> but here. Let's uh let's bring this into something that I actually do like. I, I like that Justin Lin finally got to bring back the cast from Tokyo Drift. Like, and more so than just like a cameo. Like, they actually matter to this movie, and it's nice seeing them again. Yeah, they were. Well, Bow Wow nice... looks really uncomfortable. Well, Bow Wow but... looks uncomfortable, and Sean Boswell or whatever the is it Sean? Is that that's the character name? Sean's, Sean's the character. Yeah. Name, yeah. yeah, Sean Boswell looks like you know he needs 50. to be on a Ro- Rogaine commercial. The receding yeah. <laughs> hairline on a guy that's supposed to be like below thirty is real. Yeah, he looks fifty. He looks fifty. He does. He looks and like he's seen a few sleepless nights. As someone in this esteemed club you're talking about, um, <laughs> believe it or not, receding hairlines can happen earlier than middle age. That's Patrick. Patrick no lost all no of his hair. Patrick Stewart lost all of his hair at 19 but, years old. But Joel, but Joel is not trying to play someone that is 25 or even no. younger. So there's yeah. That. No, I know well, what I Joel am. Joel also doesn't look like he's been <laughs> on a 48-hour bender with strippers and coke. Just saying. Yeah, no, I'm not saying the characters look great. <laughs> I'm saying that it's nice seeing them again. And I do like that they're just kind of like, eh, fuck it, they're rocket scientists now. Weren't they like underground, like Street oh, racers, shit, kids. Yeah, like uh, okay, fine. Rocket scientists. Why not? Yeah, that, that's that's uh, what that's literally the. Isn't that like the normal leap from like you know you you become a street racer, peddling shoes, and then you get a contract with yeah, NASA. It's a one-two punch. Yeah, you just, no, that's, that's how we got shoes, to the moon, right? Peddling shoes. Let's put a car in space. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I like all of it. Like it's all that like that sort of stuff where like I'm agreeable to it. Like it's dumb. I know it's dumb, but I'm also like, yeah, why not? Like let them be rocket science. As long as we got them back in the movie, like I don't really care how they got here. Mm-hmm. No, I'm with you. I, I think I think this is the movie where I, I feel like I say this a lot. This is the movie where I turn off my brain and be like, okay, I'm I'm strapped in for the ride. I can accept that because it's nice to see them back. And it is yeah. a very funny moment too with the uh, the whole rocket car sequence. Yes. The first rocket car sequence is great. Like seeing them yeah. like like what are you guys celebrating? You didn't win. It's like, no, 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 it didn't blow up. This is the first <laughs> car that we didn't have. Boom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what what I do like about that though is um so like they bring Ham back from the dead. But they actually give a reunion with those characters with Han as well. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that. I actually thought that was a really good moment in the film. Um, yeah. And it's played really well. It's definitely one yeah, of those and- moments where they try to show some heart. Yeah. And it made sense. And all the actors do a great job of that kind of like, I'm in disbelief that you're standing here. How could this happen? Well, and even to you, yeah. like, you know, you could play it off like, if I saw someone who had an impact like Han, like he'd be in tears, but they didn't play it like that because like, oh yeah, when I heard you were alive, the disbelief and smile made much made much more sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And it was I would have liked to get a little bit more of them together. Like I would like I don't know why these movies don't really want to bring in Lucas Black more than they have, because I don't dislike his character. He's not the greatest actor and he looks a little ridiculous, but it's still kind of nice having that legacy character around, even if they don't fit the mold perfectly. Um, so I do wish I mean, they'd use him more. With with like the sort of the death of uh, Paul Walker, it may have been like the, the more logical thing to do may have been to hand over the the sort of the, if they're going to keep doing the Fast and Furious ones, maybe do hand it over to this to the Tokyo Drift cast or bring yeah. those in and like you know that way you kind of you're not tied down to this like this this always talking about Brian like um, but like where yeah. is he and stuff like that it, it may have worked better doing it that way 
But, you know, we've, we've seen time and time again, like if you try to replace, you know, your key characters with someone else, people just don't go anymore. Like, you know, yeah. is anyone going to go see a Terminator film that doesn't have Arnold Schwarzenegger in, essentially? Like, well, we'll find out. I'm going to make it at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think you've got a fair point, man. Like it's. I mean, we think we talked about this offline too, but I think the series could work if they introduce like a, a reboot and then just start it fresh with a different cast of characters entirely and then build that family dynamic throughout the span of whatever those new series are. Um, I, despite last week, Rock's absence was felt here too. Yeah. Um, I, I think they had been sort of building towards they're not going to have the same kind of relationship, obviously, but there is a relationship dynamic between Dom and Hobbs that does work. That's adversarial, but respectful. Whereas the Hobbs and Shaw stuff is disrespectful, <laughs> adversarial. <laughs> uh, and I think it does lose something in that because Dom needs something to play off of a little bit. John Cena doesn't do enough in this movie to really be that brood. That. He broods. He broods yeah. a lot. That's yeah, it. Which it's, is, well, yeah. and like, I'm gonna piggyback. John Cena can play off people so well, and they just yeah. don't let him, which is really yeah. too bad. Sorry, go I ahead. I mean, that's the, we we saw it in Peacemaker. He's great at playing off of people. So, yeah. is it bad directing? Is it like you know the the whole thing that we we're talking about with ego with why the Rock? When is it kind of like you know Vin Diesel wanting more of the spotlight on him as well? Anyway, and, Ryan, go ahead. I want to key off what Joel said. Like you know, Kurt Russell's underutilized. He's in a mm-hmm. scene. Is he uh, dead no. now? Is nobody dead? Because, like, did he die He's off not screen? Next. Because, like, they talk about him... Going down on this plane. And then you well, they talk... But, but, like, but you have... But you have... Um, Peacemaker. I can't remember the character. Jacob. Talking about him as if he's dead. Like, as if he actually killed him. Yeah. As I... well, like... But, like, you know, show us that. See, and then, and then what... What they try to do, yeah, we have Tokyo Drift people back kind of front and center, but then they, you know, they give us glimpses at people that we know, and then they're gone. You know, you have Stasiak, who brings them to the safe house, uh, where we get Mia, and then we find out. (laughs) I do do like how his nose is so fucked up, though. It's like like, been in like three different places. Good callback. That's a good callback. And then you've got Santos. You know, we get a glimpse of Santos and Leo as young versions and that's how dom met them but then we have santos i do like the joke about leo and his kitchen because that plays into the, yeah. the shit that they talked about in five but you know we see them we don't get anything from them so it's just like yeah. there again there's this void and they don't know how to fill it it's yeah. almost like when they bring in these these are the characters then it's like they're doing that kind of hey Look who it is. You hey. know this guy. He's gone. You know this guy. <laughs> Do they, are they going to add anything to this film? No. no we're just, no. just they're there. Look. Honestly, I feel the same way about, with the exception of Jacob, all the villains in this. The, the rich daddy's boy character who we never meet his dad. They just never pay that off. Yeah. Um, and then Shirley's the road. Like, I don't mind the idea of Cypher as a villain, but I feel like she never got past the idea phase. It's like, all right, we have this idea. She's a super villain. She's really smart. She can hack any computer. We'll figure the rest out later. And now oh we have God. two movies with it. You want to you want to get about Cipher is the fact that oh she's in this cage and you're like she's gonna be fucking out in a minute. She's gonna be the main villain again. Like this is stupid. Why yeah. are we doing this? Mm-hmm. Just get her out. Have her be front and center. Have her be the yeah. main adversary. But well, because by putting her in a cage it. means if we put her in a cage, we can shoot her out in a week. Yeah, but we have and we have to make Jacob seem the more dynamic villain, and because it means more to Dom. This is lazy writing. This is what I meant when I said Chris Morgan's absence is felt. Was but this shot Chris Morgan during... also wrote Hobbs and Shaw. Like Chris Morgan is <laughs> I, not listen, just, I didn't like, say it was writer. perfect, man. <laughs> like Chris Morgan like, we, is not the magic bullet to fix these things. Yeah, he but we, we do last and now he's gone. We do know that the Rock will have had his friggin' fingers in the in that script though. So we we can't blame the writer yeah. on that because the writer yeah. essentially the writer is the least powerful per like the editor has more power over a writer on i'm a, just on saying <laughs> when you're credited as writing hobbs and shaw i'm not going to say you're going to fix any movie <laughs> <laughs> no <Fair. dear. laughs> 
<laughs> James Cameron wrote Piranha 2. He didn't he, write it. He, he just directed it. it. He just right, he even fine. quit directing it. Fine. James Cameron wrote Rambo 2. Sure. Uh... <laughs> and then but... Sylvester Stallone's ego came in and changed all the stuff that he wrote. So it was just a mess. I don't really even remember Rambo 2. We're not talking about Rambo today, Matt. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm just saying. To make well, Rambo then... happen. It's not happening. No, well, I, well I'm just saying. I was just going to say, just so you know, I would do Rambo on this show. I would absolutely <laughs> do Rambo on this show. Ro- right, uh, Rocky too. I would do both the Stallone yeah, there's, series. There's mm-hmm. five of them. There's but five there's Rambos. Four expendables. And we can do an Expendables too. We can do Stallone for an entire year. <laughs> we have to finish Fast and Furious. <laughs> I'd rather not. <laughs> I mean, Joel I'd rather has, do Arnold Schwarzenegger Joel, films. They're a little bit more entertaining and enjoyable. But he, Schwarzenegger, the only franchise he has, we've done. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the rest of his movies are kind of their own franchise in a way. But yeah, we're, Ryan's first point was right. We need to finish Fast and Furious. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but we're we're definitely at serious fatigue here. And this is again, as I've said in the beginning of this episode. Um, two recordings ago, because the thing keeps fucking up. Uh, I still do like this movie. Like when I watch it, I'm entertained the whole way through. Like even with these problems, the glaring lack, glaring lack of plot, uh, them not really knowing how to use Cena, which is really too bad because Cena, when used correctly, is the best thing in most things. Uh, like even go back to like the Suicide Squad trailer. When we watch that, it's like, oh, I'm now excited for that movie, mostly because of John Cena. Yeah. And like, there's a reason why Peacemaker got its, got a spin-off of that film. Yeah, and like watching this movie, and just like, yeah, he's good in it. When they eventually turn him at the end because of literally just family. because of, well, didn't really feel like family. It just kind of felt like, oh, my boss doesn't want me anymore. I guess I'll go back to being my brother's brother. Like, it just it's very weak writing. It doesn't make sense. Ryan is right. It's lazy, but I'll still watch this movie before I watch fucking ever Hobbs and Shaw or Fast 8 like I still Everybody enjoyed will. well I still enjoy like the action sequences I still enjoy Tyrese in this movie I think Tyrese mm-hmm. is great in this movie the opening action sequence he has where he has like the they're chasing him he's like you don't know who I am oh shit and like he keeps getting more and more afraid and running away then he picks up the gun and blasts all the dudes and he's like what the fuck just happened and that whole like <laughs> realization of he's invincible I love all of that <laughs> all of that is fun yeah, yeah. uh huh that, that I did thing. like that. It's it's kind of like I the, to me that felt a bit like Justin Lin going right. Come on, this is yeah. ridiculous now. <laughs> that like because he clearly doesn't want to do these films anymore. He wants to do something else. That yeah. Um, and I think that that was him sort of going. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. It's ridiculous. <laughs> showcasing showcasing Tej and Roman more really works. Especially yeah. during that sequence where they go retrieve Project Ares and they find out Jacob is behind everything. That will be um, a spin-off I would watch, by the way. That, it would. Furious it would. Prevent, presents Tedge and Roman. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. and just that, that they're sitting there and his car is wedged between two rocks and there's a convenient landmine right below. <laughs> the car gets... No. He gets out, but the car still blows up and it almost lands on him. And just that sequence... <laughs> It just, I'm sorry, this is my favorite moment. Just when he can't even talk, he's just like... Uh, 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 and he just, he's pointing. And it's just so good. That, that was definitely like a yes, yes kind of moment. Just like, they, they, they give you the breadcrumbs at the perfect moment. of just like, okay, this is what's coming next. And you right. know what this is going to be. It was just so good. And you know, it's... This movie... This movie has strong moments in terms of screenwriting, like having Han become an operative for Mr. Nobody and then be the guardian of Project Ares is totally Han. You know, that works. You know, having him watch out for this girl who is the key because she has her parents' DNA, which effectively is the key to Project Ares, which is dumb in and of itself. But I like the fact that Han is this protector because he has been the whole time. And but, it makes sense as to why he's not come back to the to right. the family and and said, but, "I'm still alive, guys." By the way, it it, it makes that it, from a character perspective as well. It makes sense as to why he's still in like pretending that he's dead because it's the best way of protecting this person. Well, and also, Dave Mister Nobody, one of the best lines too. 
where he says, like, now now here comes the hard part, keeping you dead. Yeah. 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 But again, this this movie is all over the place with a lot of dumb flashbacks. And this was this was done at a time when body, you know, trying to find actors that matched people was like really, really popular. And it just this did not work for me. The two people that played younger Dom and younger uh, Jacob, just it just it felt very forced um, because you look at the guy playing Dom and in like five years, he's supposed to become Vin Diesel when that guy is probably in his 30s. It just doesn't work. And after Dom falls into the silo shaft, which conveniently has water at the bottom of it, um, that whole flashback sequence was utter garbage. I just, I felt it was forced, heavy handed, and it, it just left a bad taste in my mouth. I don't think I need everything. I don't think I need everything explained. You know, I, I don't no. need to know the full backstory of Dom's character. Right. I mean, I understand it was created in service of this story with his brother. Um, but I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't need the mystery sort of unveiled about oh, the events then. leading up to his wrench kill. Right. I think, yeah, that's that's the problem with it is you, you have this established backstory for Dom. You're trying to add to that, but it's already quite a loose backstory and and then you basically you know th- this idea that it, like you know for all the, the whole film he's always said that like this guy killed my dad by running him off the road but actually he's known the whole time that it was actually Jacob messing with the car which caused it no he didn't it, it was a realization now no yeah. no the no the realization was in prison Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So he's right. known, like, from like you know, from when we've known the character, we've known it right. wasn't that guy who did it. But he's still telling people that it was, and I get like the whole like, oh protect me and everything. But he's not. He he doesn't have to. He basically says someone messed with my dad's car and got him killed, and I thought it was this guy. Like you know, like that would be a more logical thing, and like because especially when he's talking about you know how he screwed up his life with like one mistake, and it's like you know. An even bigger realization, like when he's telling these stories, would be, and the guy wasn't even responsible as well. It was actually someone else. I don't know. It just Here, flashbacks are the flashbacks are a problem at the best of times. They're difficult to, to pull off really well, especially when you've got so many of them. Like I didn't mind the opening one, but when we kept going back, it just it just felt very oh, disjointed. Oh, I had a problem oh, Matt, with the that, opening one. What... That that stupid car explosion. The, the, oh, the way, car explosion's a bit much, but it, it's well, yeah. it's way too far. Like it cuts into but the drama completely. But the here, I, I can I can I, I can defend the explosion, and I can uh, and I'll, I'll just jump on what Matt was saying. I, I think if if we only had that first flashback, I don't think we'd be having this conversation because I don't think the flashbacks were that bad. And to Ryan's point, this is when people are looking to uh, either find someone who looked like someone. Or yep. de-aged it. This came out two yep. years ago. So de-aging yeah. was, and still is, all the rage. Yep. I would much rather watch these miscast people of like Vin Diesel going, that guy. It's like, dude, that guy is going to be three feet taller than you and a brick <laughs> shithouse. You are a <laughs> tiny man. You can't just pick someone who looks like he's going to be buff, dude. That's not how this works. Um, but I'll still take that over de-aging Vin Diesel. Like, mm-hmm. I will take this miscast over that. Like, that. That's that's okay with me. Um, the only other thing that I could say about that crazy explosion, and I agree with you, Joel, it's way too much. I have watched these explosions happen in real life on these tracks. So they, they're they're basically nothing compared to this. Yeah. Uh, my only my only defense for it is if we're watching this quote unquote through Dom's eyes, it's elevated because that's his entire life exploding. So it's just that's a little true. bit more because it's more emotionally charged. So you kind of have to think about it from his point of view, that's the death star exploding. Like it's the biggest explosion in the universe. So it works a little bit more thematically than just an actual car blowing up because it, from his point of view, it was that big of an explosion. That makes I can, sense. I can buy that. Yeah. That's just me bullshitting on behalf of a movie I somewhat enjoy, but you know, it, it works. <laughs> All right. So I, I, here's the thing like, we're talking, this movie is so discombobulated, though. Like, we, we're, oh, running, yeah. we're running through the plot by not running through the plot. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one thing I appreciated about uh, the story and how it ties into, uh, why do I want to say Peacemaker? John Cena. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
<laughs> you, you know, I mean, I'd love to see that tie. <laughs> but but they they show him sort of expressing his misery about it and, and how he felt compelled, like he was forced to create this breakage in the car in order to shore up their financial debts and how it was hidden from Dom uh and how it made him feel like he was the lesser son like they they explore some interesting ideas that i don't know that they capitalize on but it's a cool thought and twist to something where a lot of the bad guys in the series are almost mustache twirling bad yeah oh just wait for next week <laughs> they, they are just mustache twirling bad <laughs> oh my. it's it's the joker jason momoa plays the joker next week <laughs> just buckle up it's a ride <laughs> okay i mean i i'm kind of on board with that though momoa is the joker yeah oh i'm way more after seeing fast x i'm excited for you guys to see fast x it's definitely not a good movie don't don't go into expecting <laughs> <my> quality <laughs> but it's it's an entertaining ride i think we've um, sort of like basically established anything after seven don't go in expecting a good quality movie really no so, Brian, but i think Brian, post Post seven, this is still my favorite one. Like, it's not perfect, but it's definitely better than eight and Hobbs and Shaw. One mm. thing I will I will say about the flashbacks, and Brian, you made a very good point about this too, is we get Buddy Michael Rooker. Yeah, like we should oh, have yeah. gotten more of him through this whole. We thing. Should like, have had him. He should have been. He should have been the cue to their yeah. James Bond. Yes, it makes you. It makes you sort of think like, why didn't they bring him in sooner? Like Michael Rooker is an amazing is an amazing actor, but he's so good in these like small roles as well. Like he he leaves an impression. He's in he's in this film of all of what five minutes, if that, yeah. And and it's and he does leave an impression of like oh this is like you get straight away that how important this guy was to Dom growing up. Yeah, but we've not seen that, and again it's. It, they're going like for a series that, like we say, does show, not tell. It's going. It's leaning more towards telling us. You know, it's telling us that this person's important. It's not really showing that. Yeah, this is really too bad because, like, they, I still think if you'd only had that first flashback, it would have worked better. Because, like, just that mm-hmm. hearing Michael Rooker's voice, like his voice is so distinct. As soon as you heard him, like, oh, that's Rooker. Yeah. Yeah. And like he's holding back Dom, and it's like, oh wow, Rooker's in the opening of this thing. I don't even see his face, but I know it's him. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so, so what magnets. have we talked about in this thing? Magnet. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah. well, I, I do want to like bring one point up. Um, UK police sirens don't sound like they do in this car. In this car. <laughs> <laughs> that's All like right, sort of, well, let's talk that, that works. That's like London. We're in London for the first time. The magnets are used. That's that's France that's, that's what broke German from, police. Uh, <laughs> it did. It annoyed me a little bit, to be honest. It did because it was like, oh, they just think that all European police cars sounds because it's the it's the French and like the German police cars have that kind of more whiny one. Ours are like UK police sirens. They're basically copying the American ones, so they do sound more like American ones. And it, I don't oh, know. It, it annoyed me a little bit. So I was like, wait a minute, it was supposed to be in London. That's not a UK police car. Yeah, I guarantee that was a producer note. Can you make them sound more European? Like, I, yeah. I guarantee it. Yeah, uh, I, I can I can pretty much see that written down on a piece of paper somewhere. Yep. Police sirens, more European. Yep. Um, magnets, though. I really like the magnets in this. Like, the magnets, like, all the magnets and space stuff, the two things that really shouldn't work in this movie, they both work for me just fine. Um, it, I could have done with a cameo from Aaron Paul screaming magnets, bitch. That would have been great. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe RCP. Need it in the movie. Yeah, Mr. Nice <laughs> yeah. Um, the first time we get the magnets, I thought it was really, really cool. You know, you've got the two yeah. boys, Tej and uh, Roman, trying to look for it. <laughs> and his necklace goes to the truck. Goes, yeah. You know, silver isn't magnetized, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I thought that was really cool. The fight in the back of the truck while Ramsey's driving was really cool. And then of course when they find Ramsey driving the truck was great as well. Yes, that was actually great. Yeah. I I can't I can't drive and like, you know, it's it's almost like it's almost cute the way that she's like yeah. driving the things like you know, smashing things and all it's it's oh, I, I love that whole sequence because every when she accidentally turns the magnets on when shifting gears as well yep. yeah <laughs> but like the way they capture jacob like they literally rip him through buildings into the side of the truck 
I thought that was perfect. And it, it's more believable too. And it's the perfect setup for the final when they're in space, yeah. they're using the magnets to kind of get stuff around. I thought it that was a perfect bridge. Like if there's anything in this movie, the way they introduced the magnets for the ending was perfect. Yeah. And then the entire last like action sequence with the magnets, like all of it just kind of worked. Like it was just kind of dumb fun, but it was like yeah. that level of dumb fun that I expect from Fast and Furious. Of like, you give me enough to give you some sort of logic, how we mentioned last week. It's like, all right, I'm there. I got it. Let's do it. Let's uh, let's have some fun. Let's the, the throw series, cars everywhere. The series has done done enough. Like, here's a car with some cool new toys to play with in this field, where it, it works for me. Yeah, yeah. The, the ending is the ending. Chasing is so cool. Like you know. The backer is the one who betrays, you know, it's it's so formulat formula for, formulate. For, thank you. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's the oh, I'm gonna turn on Jacob and have Jacob die, and I'm gonna team with Cypher. Again, it's it's just following the formula. And but I what I liked is, you know, the the guy with the tattoo on his face going again. That that guy's demise was pretty good with the the magnet. But uh just everything with the ending, whether it's space, it's kind of going back to what we know of this series, yeah. like multiple missions going on. But again, Tej and Roman steal the show. You know, I'm a nervous eater. How many candy bars did you eat? Like it's just <laughs> <laughs> floating around in the car. <laughs> and they're they're sitting there talking about their spacesuits when they're like, I'm going going scuba diving. Like we're just <laughs> duct, duct taping shit together. Like it's just it's so fun. <laughs> You know, the ironic thing is, though, like, I, I, what I do like about that is they literally do duct tape shit together on the International Space Station as well. Like, because yeah. it's, oh, yeah. it, it's great. It, it's a, it's, it's the perfect thing because you can create a, a, a vacuum seal with duct tape very easily. So I think that's quite. And like, I don't know if it was. It probably was intentionally, like you know, funny throwing like throwing that like a, a shout out to the use of duct tape in the space program. But like going, the numbers going, don't lie. Numbers don't yeah, lie. Yeah, that was a good part too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just what um damn it, I had a thought here. Well, even like the culmination of this fight, like he he's facing down Cypher with this big tank of a vehicle, and he's able to use it to whiplash and hit this plane that we think Cypher is in, which she's not. It, that that was satisfying. I thought I felt like yeah. we're actually back to some things here. Mm-hmm. Dom outrunning a building falling on him, though. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say believable. I'm fine with it. Still fine with it. Look cool. There was that moment where uh, Dom and his brother used two cars to body slam a huge van. So that was kind of fun. Yeah. 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 Magnets. <laughs> yeah. But that's about it. No, I, it was very straightforward. <laughs> this movie's got... I, I like... It's I like, kind I of... I liked all that. Well, I, it's getting... It is kind of getting to the the point where it feels a little bit pent by numbers, though. Yeah, like oh, oh we need just a big wait action. for next week again. Just wait <laughs> for next week. And I say this as somebody who likes both nine and ten. I I know what they are. I totally understand people being done with this franchise, but I can watch them for the things I enjoy. Whereas, like going back, say last week and the week before, I'm like those things aren't enough in this movie. Whereas, say, 9 and 10, the movies are just at the right enough level where I can forgive them and enjoy the Fast and Furious sauce that goes on top. Uh, they're not great. They're not as good as the stuff that came before, but I'm mostly okay with it. Mo- most, mostly okay with it. <laughs> 10 mo- pushes me a few. <laughs> He's mostly much, okay. Mostly. <laughs> mostly. Um, <laughs> but unless we've missed anything major, I think we should start moving into quotes and favorite moments. Yeah, yeah, I can't think of. Oh, the only the only thing I did think like, yeah, they're going to space. My favorite thing of that is there's thousands of satellites orbiting Earth, and they just go, "It's that one there." They nailed it. Their numbers don't lie, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So for my 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 favorite quote, I'll start with my quote this week. Uh, it, it comes out of when we, of course, it doesn't come from the Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift crew because I love them. Um. Uh, <laughs> And we had this moment where uh, Dominic has told the guys to go get wheels from the Tokyo Drift crew. So they come up, they have the whole like rocket car explosion, all that sort of stuff. And then they start giving the pitch of like, all right, we're told you can get us wheels. And Sean hits him back with, yeah, the Honda dealerships, 3,000 miles that way. Yeah. And they just said like, big league him and like, Dominic Toretto sent us. 
And then you get that look on Sean's face. You get the very intense music. And then you get the buddy from Tokyo Drift just go, who's Dominic Toretto? <laughs> <laughs> I loved that. I thought that was just absolutely fantastic. Um, my, my favorite moment in the movie, it's, it's a very trailer moment. It's very, very dumb. But I love uh, Tej and... Uh, Tej and Roman and Ramsey in the car going over the bridge that breaks and falls apart. I just, I love them driving over the bridge that's falling apart as they're driving on it. And then just Tej's scream, not Tej's, uh, Roman's <laughs> scream in the back. I'm just, ah! yeah. Just, like, ramp over the edge. I loved it. It was just like pure Looney Tunes. It was fun. I liked it. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I got a very Indiana Jones feeling from that as well. Yeah. I think it's the, the bridge in Temple of Doom where he cuts it and they, they flip over the side. It did yep. add that kind of like reminiscent thing, but yeah, it's a good moment, isn't it? I'll go. Right, whoever's next, I'll go. My favorite line is this always stuck out to me is Tej going, feels like we're looking or feels like we're looking for where's Waldo in Harry Potter world. <laughs> I, I just thought that that was when the, that's when they were in, um, it was, was it Moscow? Moscow. Uh, I just thought that was really London. Cool. London? <laughs> It was London. Harry Potter world yeah. is England, right? <laughs> um, if it was, if it was Russia, it'd be like you know, I'm still in Chernobyl. Harry Potter. <laughs> um, and then of, and my favorite moment is after the car, after Roman's car is wedged in between the rock, it falls and gets launched, and it nearly misses him, and he he has no words, just the mumbling and the acting. By both him and Ludacris, by uh, Tyrese, it's just. Uh, 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 uh. I just love like, that bit where Ted just like, "How in the hell are you not dead?" It's just so good. <laughs> so that's my moment. That's my line. I'm done. So for me, the um, my favorite line in this was uh, where Ram. Well, it's actually with the with my favorite moment actually because my favorite moment is where is where Ramsey's driving the truck with the magnets. And that fight in the back, and every time like uh, Roman keeps trying to like grab like a gun, and he's like aha, and then the magnet just like rips it out of his hand again. Yeah. Um, but the the bit where Ramsey's like she's driving around, she like there's a a car pulls out into it, she smashes it, and goes hey, that was not my fault, and then she just like smashes through another car going from the <laughs> one side of the road to the other, and goes okay, that one was my fault. <laughs> so my I'm favorite... glad they kept Ramsey. She's good. Yeah. Yeah, they actually thought of something for her to do in this one a little bit more than the last one as well. Uh oh, that runs out in the next movie. I'm sorry, I keep spoiling ten yeah. for you. <laughs> Go ahead, Joel. I mean, it clear, clearly, what the problem is for Ramsey is that it's even numbered. <laughs> she has nothing yeah. to do in even numbered films. <laughs> All right, so my favorite moment is uh, during one of those last uh, during the last sequences where uh they're being chased by the the giant black bus of dune and they're using the magnets to pull things out of the buildings and like the cars that are parked to ram into them so that was that was a fun cool moment uh for quotes my favorite quote is a little long so i'd like to request that we do a little bit of binge buddy theater Oh, oh boy! Uh, oh my a little God! Bit of, I, I I got uh I need a few volunteers here, so I pulled a link. Got it. Got and it, if yeah. you see the text highlighted in black about halfway down this article, uh, that is the section of the movie that I'd like some help. So, who wants to be Roman and who wants to be Tej? Well, I'll you be should Roman. be Roman. No, 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 he should be Roman. It's his All fucking right. quote. Yeah, you be Roman. I'll be Tej. Fine, fine, fine. All right. Y'all ever thought about how many wild missions we've been on <laughs> and we somehow always survive? Yeah, so far so good, I guess. It's just luck. No, no, no. See, you're not listening. Think about this. We've now been on insane missions around the world, doing what most would say is damn near impossible. And I ain't got one single star to show for it. I mean, look at my jacket. Those are bullet holes from 14 dudes trying to take my head clean off its shoulders. We've taken out cars, trains, tanks. I'm not even going to mention the submarine. And yet, we're still here. <laughs> exactly. Ramsey, what happens when you test a theory over and over again, only to come to the same result? Hypothesis becomes fact, but you're not actually suggesting that... I don't know, but when the improbable happens <laughs> again and again, that's more than luck. Maybe we're not so normal. That's what I'm saying. We are not normal. Okay, um, 
Just to clarify, are you two maybe suggesting that we are, what, invincible? Maybe. Maybe. Or maybe you're just a dumbass. <laughs> That's why I wanted to be Tez, just so I could call Joel a dumbass. I just love that organically Matt jumped in as the British character. Of yeah. course! British female. <laughs> British female. Yeah. It's like having Dude. Matt in this pe- podcast has finally paid off. Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you all for indulging me on that. Thank I you mean, for not fair, I, with, I, uh, was, four roles. I, I, I would have had that if I could have been bothered to actually write it down, because <laughs> it is a it is a fantastic. But but it doesn't work without the whole thing, right? Yeah, yeah the exactly. whole, that quote that quote is perfect because it's plot armor. Like they know yeah. at this point they've gone through some ridiculous crap. So why not write it in? And that was perfect. Well done, Joel. Yeah. Yeah. Good pick. Good pick. Thank you. Um, that's everybody, right? Oh, did yep. Matt? No, I, I went. Okay. Matt doesn't need a yeah, second turn. Having so many people <laughs> chime in on Joel's line really threw me out of whack, but I, I still think it was the right way to go. Mission accomplished. I mean, I do I do All like right. the, the bit where Cypher basically does like a bit of a clap at a clap back at uh, Jacob though, where she goes, Kasia Khan. And he's like, What? Genghis Khan's little brother. Nobody's heard of him either. Yeah, I, I do like that where she, that she's just good. like properly like you know digging in a little bit. So that's the, moments like that. We if you had more of them with Cipher, she'd be a much more rounded character. But as it stands, she's literally just I'm the bad guy because I'm the bad guy. Yeah, she's really being underutilized. All right, yeah. this time I'm not going to say wait for next week, even though you probably still should. But I didn't say it this time. Uh, <laughs> I was waiting for it. I mean, I just I just expect whatever, like whenever we say anything now about characters being underutilized, for you to just chime in with, wait till next week. Well, no, it was actually going to be the opposite with Cypher. They, they figure her out a little bit more in the next one. She's actually a little better in 10. Um, mm-hmm. Little, very little. But, you know, we'll get there next week. Or We're hoping next week. I guess I should be honest. Uh, next week when we record, I have to record and edit the same day and then release on Monday. So there might be a break in between this episode and the next one, but I'm going to do the best I can. Uh, I know usually in the second to last episode, we uh, we say what movie's coming next or what franchise is coming next, but we haven't really decided. We're between two, and uh, we're going to figure that out here soon, and we'll tell you when we record Fast X of what the next show and binge buddies will be uh beyond that let's do a very quick round of plugs uh this show i mean the show the hh network be sure to check out hhpod.com uh including a show from joel joel what you got afterthoughts book club with kelly we uh i guess we have to do dune sometime don't we you yeah, did promise you certainly do i you promised <laughs> we're do doing it all the way part to extra eight. life again without uh, doing dune <laughs> even <laughs> though we paid dune part, dune part two comes out in november or december uh some summer on that yeah get give me to the end of summer that, that's <laughs> that's my land line of the sand commitment we are due june <laughs> if it gets to extra life again i'm gonna be upset <laughs> i i will not do that to you that i can promise you <laughs> really, did, did you intentionally use the the phrase line in the sand for june or was that just a happy coincidence? He wouldn't know. Yeah. He hasn't read the fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I mean, you can kind of guess, though. Like, dune, sand dunes. I know there's something about spice. Yeah. <sighs> the spice needs to flow, man. The spice it must does. flow. Uh, Ryan, what are you plugging? Uh, you can catch me on the Front Row Network, where I do full disclosures, which hopefully at this time... Uh, you will be getting a full disclosure of me and Mission Impossible, uh, Dead Reckoning Ooh. Part 1. Going to see that here in a few. Uh, but you can also find me on the Front Row Flashbacks, where we talk about movies from the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s, and their revelance uh, uh, in today's society. Brian, you need a guest for that Dead Reckoning. You give me a call. Will do. Uh, <laughs> all right, Matt, you plugging anything? Afterthoughts is a book. <laughs> you, you just that should be GG talking Radio. about Dune at this time. <laughs> it's Afterthoughts is a book podcast that should be talking about Dune. Yeah, there we go. Perfect. Thank you, Ryan. You're welcome. <laughs> That's my makeup right. for making you watch Hobbs and Shaw. Just Matt, though. I'm still trying to figure out Joel and Brian. Yeah, we're good now. <laughs> Honestly, like I said, I've made us watch worse movies. It's just I get to give someone else shit for it this time, and it just it feels nice. <laughs> yeah, but the worst movies it. you made us watch were not that long. <laughs> I can't argue with. I mean, I can do that. Should we watch Cats? I no, can do that. I'll make Cats part no. Of the franchise. <laughs> I mean, 
No, no. I don't. I like cats. cats. Yeah, I like cats. Anyhow, uh, Team America th- World Police was trying to warn us. Anyhow, let's uh, let's <laughs> say goodbye. You don't remember that? Oh, I do. I absolutely I, do. That's why I thought the only it, thing so. that warned us to do is to not use puppets to do a whole movie. But to definitely use puppets to do a whole sex scene. Anyhow, yeah. let's yes. move on. <laughs> let's say goodbye. Uh, we'll tune in next week when we talk about uh, Fast X or Fast 10 or whatever the fuck you want to call it. God, the titles in these are so dumb. <laughs> you mean F9 Saga didn't really do much for you? F9, nope, the F9, Fast Saga. The yeah, fast sorry, saga. excuse me, I left out a word or two. <laughs> it's important with these titles. Yeah, no, they're all It dumb. really is. All right. all right, so thank you for listening. We'll... Uh, Next week was going to be a lot of fun. And we'll tell you what we're doing next after we record next week's episode. So we do have the next Binge Buddies primed and ready to go. This could be one of two. We just need to figure out which one it is. All right. So bye. 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 Ryan, you got recording. You got to stop. Oh, God.